What a wild ride. Cody is on one. We were watching the show and we were thinking, well, at least I was thinking, he's losing it. Absolutely losing it. We saw a man crack. Like, we saw the cracks over the last few seasons, but we're here. Just so aggressive and mean and cannot even hold a conversation constantly talking over people. We talk about it all the time. Again, I hate rooting for the downfall of this family or the the separation, but I'm so happy that Janelle and Mary are finally seeing the light. Mind you, I think Janelle has seen the light for a very long time. It's just coming out now. Oh, you think so? I think so. Is it because she's so fiercely independent it never affected her? No, I think, and they mentioned this episode, when Cody was making Janelle choose between her kids and and Cody, I think mentally that was kind of, this, this isn't working out for me. Oh, yeah. You cannot tell a mother to pick between a guy and her kid. It's her kid. Along with thinking Cody is completely out of line, I also felt incredibly bad for Janelle. Her needs are so low, her wants are so low, and her dedication to the family has been so high. But somehow, she's not doing enough now. This show gave us something interesting, which is, it's fascinating how quickly the story can change to fit an agenda. Isn't that amazing to see Cody constantly switch that, depending on who he's talking to? It is A completely different story. What's fascinating, in the past, it was almost, um, it was a a pro that Janelle was so independent. You know, she could do so much on her own. Mm -hmm. You know, strong woman, like all these things to describe her being positives. Now it's, you know, we've never been in a relationship or, you know, you've never allowed me to be your leader. Who sat at that kitchen table at that restaurant booth paying those bills? Not Cody. Definitely not Robin. It was Janelle. I know we really want to get into the blow up. But one thing I do want to mention before we start the show is that the part that really bugged me was when Cody was questioning if Janelle has ever done anything. Oh, my goodness. I know. I was like, dude, you can't you can't do that. How dare you? No, we have to get into it because we will just like talk overall for an hour. (laughs) We start off in Oklahoma for man time. We have Cody, his brother Michael, friend Nathan, and other friend Brian. Just right off the bat, before we even knew anything about man time that was happening, how dare this man travel right now? Not only uh, what protocols are being followed. Or did you make all your friends test? Are you going to test before you come back home? What's going to be your window of waiting between testing because you need a certain viral load like how dare you so i can go see my my the boys the boys but if my family wants to come to me to visit for christmas they have to test yeah don't even leave utah without testing so did anyone from this sit down get tested before they all hung out see that's information i wish we had things like that in the background give me a black screen that says like no one tested <laughs> i don't know give me all of it i didn't realize that cody had a brother in his mid-30s yeah this is almost it must be more than 20 years apart yeah and did he say if his brother was a polygamist because i know nate is a fundamentalist mormon but i didn't hear him say anything about his brother 
I thought Nate was the one that was going through a divorce and is currently married with someone. That is Nate. Okay, yeah, that's Nate. Yeah. Okay. He, you know, he really seems like he learned something from his divorce. He seems very open-minded. He realizes that there is fault on all sides, that it is not, that Cody is not blameless, I guess is what I'm trying to get to. Yeah, that was interesting because it seems like Nate is aware of how he messed up in his prior relationship. Whereas Cody is, the way he's treating Janelle and Christine, it's almost, you just immediately make them the enemy to say, look at all these things you haven't, you know, you haven't listened to me. You don't Mm -hmm. follow these rules. Like, why can't you admit that your COVID rules were really dumb? Not only that, just like the way you implemented it and the way you treated everybody. And instead of being practical, he decided, oh, I get to stay in this house with Robin all day now. It was interesting in different points of this sit down. It seems like Cody's trying to get philosophical and sometimes they agree. Sometimes the guys are like, eh. I appreciated when they were like, meh, no. (laughs) Especially when Nate said that he needs to look in the mirror and own everything completely. Absolutely. And he doesn't take any ownership of any one of their relationships failing. I wish I got a little bit more of Cody and his brother because we talked about this with the current Brown children having such a big age difference of how close are they? Like, do they hang out because biologically this is my brother? Like, mm-hmm. how close is their relationship? That's something I wish we got more of. Unrelated, slightly related. Now that you've seen the brother with a bald head, do we think Cody can pull it off or not? I think Cody cannot pull it off. I am proud of his brother for embracing it. (laughs) It seems like all of Cody's siblings that, you know, are showing signs of balding have embraced it except for Cody. His other brother. Yeah. which Which I do find fascinating. I think with a bald head and his aggressive face, it just wouldn't work. Maybe a hat. Maybe. Or do we, I think the, as much as we talk crap about the curls, I think it I think it has to be curls, right? Or a shorter cut? I don't know, but I don't know about bald and like out. I think the curls have to go and I could I could see Cody being a hat guy, whatever. Rock a baseball cap all the time. Yeah, I could see He's it. a visor guy and then we're going to get a lot a of visor. sun exposure and you can't be having that. How rare is it to see Cody in a baseball cap? I've never seen that. I don't know if I've ever seen that or I don't remember that. We find out that Cody has joined a very specific type of movement, the walk away from women movement for angry men who have been left. And I feel like if I joined some subreddits or Twitter or some weird parts of the internet, like I could spot Cody in the wild. I feel like I know enough about this man that I could find his posts. I could see Cody as either two things. He's a Reddit lurker slash ghost poster. Or it's just Facebook. Like, I think those were his only avenues. Ooh, I guess the sneaky one is like those really, really weird websites that you just, <laughs> you, you don't see on the first page of Google. Yeah. It's like the sixth page of Google. I agree. And I think that could be it. I was curious. So it sounded like he was a part of this group for a very short time because the favorite wife, Robin, said, I don't like that you're in this group. So he listened to her. He took that advice and said, you know what? I should probably step away from that group. I think he told her he stepped away from the group 
But I think he's still reading and interacting with members because he seemed like too excited to tell people about it. I don't tell people about things that happened a month ago or something that I was into a long time ago. Sure. I'm curious what the journey is for this group, because I guess you probably go on there and just let it all out, whatever you probably didn't let out by going to counseling or therapy. So you just let it out on this group. But I mean, are you bashing women in this group? I think so. I think that's the main point. You know, I'm, I'm assuming you're, I guess more, you live more traditional lifestyles. So inevitably you need a partner who's going to be a woman. So what is the path of like being in this group and then finding your next love? Well, I think as much as they like promote disliking women or women that has left them and they're taking their power back. I think a big part of that is finding like a submissive wife. I'm sure. Again, in true Cody fashion, I feel like these groups don't do a lot of like self-reflection. Did you notice the sound that Robin made when she was trying to make like a sound effect from the Cody coaster? Wild. I don't even, (laughs) I was going to repeat it. I I don't want to. No, please don't do that. (laughs) No, do it. Now I want to hear it. (laughs) I think if I do it, it's just going to sound like a weird rooster thing. Wow. I can't do it. I don't know if that's really what it sounded like, but in my head. Cody moves on to talk about the check mark of shame and kind of his fears revolving around having a wife leave him. Again, I will constantly talk about how if he was worried about the shame or what he will be viewed as in his kind of circle of friends, why didn't he do anything? He just said, this is your fault and your problem. You're you're making me shameful. I find it amazing how much he defends and air air quotes like his willingness to stay in these marriages because from your actions you have there's no want to stay in any of these marriages besides you and robin mm-hmm. like zero effort why, why can't you just come from a standpoint you know instead of being so negative about this whole situation because a part of you probably wanted out of the marriage just say you know it wasn't going to work out you know we were just you know we grew up to be two different people it wasn't working out You know, I wish her all the best. If she finds a new love, that's amazing. You know, I wish her all the best. But he, they ask him like, yeah, what would you do if Christine found someone? And he says, you know, oh, I'd, you know, probably initially be bothered by it, but there's, you know, nothing really I can do about it. And then you double down on that and be like, yeah, that's right. There is nothing you can do about it. We hear Robin say that she encourages Cody to have man time, and Janelle says it used to be called Testosterone Tuesdays. I don't know why Robin can't encourage him to have time with his wives and kids then. If they call it Testosterone Tuesdays, that means this was a weekly thing. Yes. Now, now mind you, at this point, you have anywhere from three to four wives. You spend two days-ish a week with them. But one day is man time, so you're probably gone in the evening. Mm -hmm. So in some rotation, a wife's missing out on you. Tuesday was definitely Christine's night. Definitely. Are you sure? Oh, I would put money on it. Again, I criticize or we criticize him so much because I understand people need like to get away or whatever or do a hobby. But you just picked a certain life where, you know, you... Your sacrifices are even more than what 
we would think of as a traditional household. You have so many more wives. You have so many more kids. Honestly, I think it's a a little disrespectful to get away from all that because this is what you chose. Like you are choosing to divide your time between all of these people. I feel like when you choose this lifestyle, your hobby should be your kids. Like you, I don't know if weekly you can hang out with your buddies, maybe monthly. Sure. You, I mean, regardless, you do need time to decompress or do something for yourself, but I don't know if it's weekly. Seems like like a lot of time. I think I agree with you. You'd have to do something like if I'm into fishing, Hey, which one of my kids are into fishing? Hey, let's all go. Let's all go fish. Like that would be a way to work in relaxation time or hobby time with still, you know, forming bonds with your children. That would be so smart. But this whole, yeah, this whole getting away completely. I don't know if that's the best move for your situation. Cody is always running from something. He's running from his kids and the conflict. He's running from his wives, whoever he has a bad relationship. He even says it himself this episode. I would just avoid the problem. I would avoid the wife I'm having an issue with. I would run to the other wife. That whole statement, and I'm so happy they even showed the talking head of Mary just completely not agreeing with that because it just shows it's just another I'm trying to say this respectfully because I don't want to be like too much of an asshole but the fact that you worded it as oh I'm having issues with a wife well I can just go to another wife's home Mm -hmm. okay you're not solving anything what are you letting it fester that sounds worse that's what this is all about letting it all marinate and fester and just become bigger and bigger and even, the, again, the way they've talked in the past where there, it's almost like in my head now excuses of how polygamy works because he tries to correct himself by saying, oh, if I'm, if I'm having an issue with a wife, I can just go to another wife's home. He also mentions, or if my wife's having an issue with me, she can say, oh, like, when is your time to like leave so I can get some like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. just not have you here. I'm like, dude. How are you still saying this stuff when it clearly does not work for your family? <laughs> it's blown up in his face and he still stands by it. Like that that one statement reminded me of the initial seasons of the show. Mm-hmm. They would say statements like this. And it's so funny to me that he's still or there. I mean, I want to say them, but it's really just Cody saying these statements when it clearly didn't work for your family back then. Because we talk about issues way back then. So that point blank point blank period just doesn't work (laughs) i loved how disgusted mary was when she heard that quote she said figure out how you can work together instead of using someone as an escape mary is holding her you know her card's a little close but she is whereas other wives have just openly started saying robin and even janelle in this you know the the face off of the heavyweights Mm -hmm. mentions robin in this little snippet Mary still doesn't do that. I think she's really conflicted. And we'll get into only, that in her section. There's but only one favorite. There is. And Mary's learning that she's not even a part of this. Seeing her finally wake up is so nice. Like, we're always just like, why are you here? And it's finally slowly happening. Cody does admit that at one time in his life, he realized that he had made a mistake. When Christine said, I hate polygamy, he said, what the hell? You want to have the children. You want to have your sister wives. You want to have me. He should have said, I'm sorry. I know it's hard and been more understanding. But if he, this man thinks this is the one mistake 
he is really in for some news. It's interesting that he was comfortable sharing that with the boys, but he couldn't say that statement in front of Christine. In front of her, she's the enemy. He couldn't say, hey, you know what? I should have taken what you were saying more seriously. I apologize. Again, even though the divorce, you know, it's over, you could still, you know, I wish you the best. Through all of that therapy talk, I mean, through all of the time with Nancy and think about it all the way up until all the bedroom, dining room, library talks, (laughs) there was nothing like this, nothing even remotely taking any sort of responsibility. So to me, this means nothing. Like, sure, you can say that in front of your friends, but you didn't tell the person. It doesn't matter. I love that people are beginning to say Robin. Just like you said, not so much Mary yet, but we have it with Christine and Janelle. Christine talks about how Cody immediately helped Robin with everything and that when she would ask for help, he would say no. Cody says Christine was asking for things that plural marriage didn't afford women generally and certainly not things that Robin ever got, which is crap, which is BS because... In polygamy, you helped Robin with her kids. You helped her with a home. You helped her take care of the home. You were a present father for her children. And when you weren't, you provided her childcare. Don't give me that. That statement about these favors that Christine wanted that Robin didn't get. Mm-hmm. You know, on the couch as we're watching this, we started breaking out all of the things that aren't... Um, on the up and up in polygamy that Robin was doing. Mm -hmm. For example, having a man or a married man over your house overnight, because like what you've said before, you're not driving four (laughs) hours and spending the night just to... For a side hug. Like it's not happening. a side hug and like a date. It's just not happening. Yeah. And even Robin having the audacity to ask to be in the rotation when she wasn't even a wife yet. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that is a a certain level of, you know, favoritism that you that she got compared to the other wives. Also, having McKelty stay hours away from her family to watch Robin's children is absurd. I'm still upset about that. The other interesting point they made was it's so funny because I feel like Robin and Cody are digging their hole because Robin mentions that Cody is so busy and we'll probably come come back to this with Janelle and Cody, but. Cody is so busy that she feels like, you know, I cannot ask this man to help me with the children because he's so busy, you know, with the entirety of the family. So I need help with the children. Yes. She said that he has gone three fourths of the time. I can't ask him for help when he's around. So that's why I needed childcare. But no other wife was afforded that. Nope. Which also, it doesn't make sense because... It is very strange because you didn't have Cody before Cody. No, but she had still her sister, her cousin, her parents. You know, sure. there was always someone. But the wives never got childcare as no. far as hired help. Not only did they not get hired help, they had to work. So what are what the heck is Cody talking about? Robin absolutely got everything that the other wives needed. Then we see the meat of the episode. Cody just barges right into Janelle's house, which I'm debating. You live separately from your spouse. Are they supposed to knock? I would say yes. 
Given the situation of things are not going well, I would say you got to knock. I think if you are not carrying yourself as we are one unit, we are a married couple, this is our home. If you don't carry yourself that way, you shouldn't act that way going into someone's home. If you are not sleeping there, you don't get to just barge in. Also, Janelle, lock that door. Don't let him come in. <laughs> Make him knock. It, it was an interesting vibe because we know they're there for a purpose. We are shooting a scene. We are having a discussion. I don't know how they, they set this up, but Janelle's on the couch working on her laptop. Cody walks in and almost doesn't even acknowledge his presence. I know. It was so awkward. Like the energy was really awkward immediately. But what does that tell you that we are here to shoot this scene and you don't even acknowledge my presence? Can you imagine like the energy in there or, or Cody's energy of like, oh, she's acting kind of weird because like we're supposed to be talking. Heavy energy. And the reason... I think beyond everything that is happening and boiling to the surface is he has been gone for a week and never once called or texted her. Nope, I'm not welcoming. I'm not going to acknowledge you coming in if you can't even shoot me a text. You know, later on, they, they talk about how long Cody's been gone. And I think however much time has passed, it just doesn't sit well with me that in your mind, this is your spouse. You are married. You have kids together. How can you go a full week without talking to each other? Like, do you not even text? Cody doesn't. We know he doesn't talk to his kids. He doesn't talk to Janelle. I'm sure he had no problem FaceTiming Robin and the Littles. I mean, how far or how bad must it be that you don't even talk for a whole week? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm assuming mean, they mentioned it, but it's from the because we're only moving two days at a time here. It's from the fallout of, like, what are we doing for Christmas? Oh, something with the boys. Oh, okay, well, hey, fuck off. And then you just walk away. And then yeah. we don't recover from that because we just can't talk about it. So we haven't talked in a week. And now mm -hmm. here we are. Even Cody entering the room, not only is it weird because he barged in, but the language he uses is so, like, not even... You're going to say anything to fill the silence, no matter how weird it is. He, he says, it's winter out there. Burr. I'm drinking my water hot these days because there's no decent way to stay warm. And Janelle's like, uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> he has the gall to point out, you guys have a tiny Christmas tree. Oh, I fucking slapped his ass. I know. I know. Unacceptable. We are that alone with you not texting or calling for a week. You barge into my house. No, 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 no. It's over right there. So we just saw a community member... I guess they're into art or something. I don't know how they got this information, but I guess the art that was in Robin's house for one scene, just that little section of art was anywhere from 20 to $25,000. Mm -hmm. Just above the stairway that goes downstairs, the stairway kind of little surrounding area and like a tiny little sliver of the living room. We're not even talking about all the other artwork in the living room and dining room. What I'm getting to is that look at this contrast in the way you're living. Your one spouse has a maybe six foot Christmas tree that costs, you know, 50 bucks at Walmart. It was like a five footer. And this other wife in a corner of the home, just a corner, has art worth $20,000. What I'm trying to get is life's just not fair. Cody is not fair. And... 
I don't I don't get it. I think Cody Cody likes to say things that will put him in the right. For example, I've told Janelle to get a house. I'm like, yeah, well, Janelle's been pushing you to build a casita mm-hmm. on the land you had this huge dream for, and she's the only one who's wanted to do that. So she's thinking, no, I don't want to do that. I want to build on this land. Yeah, but if it's not Cody, what but Cody you, wants, you keep putting off the, you know, just essentially buying or paying off the loan for the mm-hmm. land. So realistically, Janelle is stalled. She's thinking, why am I going to buy a house when I'm waiting for this land to be purchased so I can build on it? Isn't it disgusting to think that Robin could sell those five to six paintings and pay off a chunk of the land, but she just like, won't? Why? Even, why even buy it in the first place? Sell the house and get, in, get an apartment. Have your adult kids move out. Let's pay off the land. I think that just wouldn't work for their plan because for the home that would fit their needs, I think it would just take a long time to build. And they just wouldn't want to live in an apartment that long. You Doesn't can't matter. You can't go for a million dollar in their minds. We're not going for a million dollar home to college apartment. Well... You always want to talk about the sacrifices and, you know, everything you do for the family. Let's see Robin do something for this family. Back to the tiny Christmas tree. The way I would have roasted this man. Immediately, he would have told me to F off and (laughs) already have left. Like, we wouldn't have even had the conversation because that alone would have been the straw that broke the camel's back. I would simply say the head of the household couldn't afford to get me one. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't have a million dollar mansion to put a bigger tree in. The man of the house was not available to help me get a bigger tree. Like I could go on all day. Sure. Like we're not, I'm not letting this man get away with it. I think this just shows you how far removed. And we may mention the past, but like, you know, don't forget where you came from. You might have all the success, but you do need to be humble and it doesn't matter how big your Christmas tree is, right? It's like the spirit having, yeah. you know, just having that joy and family, which clearly you don't Cody, <laughs> but calling someone out on the size, it just shows you just how far removed you are to where you used to be, where you used to live, what the size of the yes. trailer you all used to share. I mean, you're so far removed from that time that now you're, you're in some ways making fun of the size of someone's Christmas tree. Do you remember, it might have even been last episode where Robin said, oh, Cody hates the commercialization of Christmas and how monetary it is and it's become. And now he's commenting on the size of a Christmas tree. It is weird that someone hates that aspect of Christmas, but his job was to be a salesman. Yeah. I mean, still is. He just sells things. Mm -hmm. and I mean, he still sells things. Yeah. So you have to do it. Janelle lets them know that everyone except Maddie and Caleb will be coming over for the holidays and Hunter will even be staying in the apartment. Cody seems so surprised and talks about how it's a knife in the heart. So we're down one heart and one kidney. Well, you got to be careful. You only have one heart. That's true. (laughs) It's it's amazing because he must think in his mind, how is my son going to choose this shitty apartment over my million dollar home? Yep, and that should be a wake-up call to him, but it's it just never gets in his head. Let, let's go back that they are going to focus a lot during this argument on the boys being Gabe and Garrison, but a son that's not even mentioned in Hunter is also just choosing just straight up not to go to your home. Mm-hmm. It's not just 
And I guess they, they go to it more, more so later on in the conversation or the argument that it's essentially all of the kids. Every single one of them. And I hate when he mentions, you know, I have a house. I have a house that I'm doing Christmas in. Mm. It's like, can you, can you stop saying you have a house? You have your, you know, you and Robin's house. Yeah. As a single couple entity. Yes. You are having Christmas because that is your, that's your family. That's, that's your family. Exactly. That's your family. Yes. I get it. You're having Christmas there, but they keep doing this, that they don't just embrace that they are only one wife and one husband. Mm-hmm. Janelle brings up the fact that the boys have been asking if she thinks dad will stop by the B&B to see everyone. And this is when he says, he's not, he has a house. Why would I do that? And it's just, it kills me because the, every adult child still wants a relationship with their parent, especially in this case where you had a pretty good dad growing up. I think it's even harder to accept now that you got older, he became worse. I have a question here. Something doesn't really make sense here. Is Janelle having Christmas in the Airbnb or in her apartment? It sounds like at the B&B is how I took it. And then Christine will join after. Gotcha. Okay. That makes more sense. Okay. I I just find it surprising that he can't even stop by for two hours just in the middle of the day. I know. Like just after your precious time with your little tenders, come on, stop by. Like he, that could be the neutral zone, but it's not because of Christine. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Christine's not even getting there until two days after. That's true. So he could totally just go before then if he needed. Why can't you go there the day after? Go the 26th. Because the boys don't respect him. Cody says all he wants to do is talk to the kids. That's all he wants. I do have a theory that he can say that, but... The moment they sit down, he's going to start the conversation with something like, okay, we need to clear the air, et cetera, et cetera. Apologies need to be thrown Mm -hmm. around. That is 100% how it's going to go. He's a huge part of this argument with Janelle is him saying that she didn't correct the original message. This is on her. This is her fault. She didn't relay the correct message. This is all on her. And I really don't like the way he mentioned did you correct it? Yes. And I was like, why is it my job to correct it? Why can't you talk to your own kids? And I have a theory on this that okay, it's because they've gone so many years walking this path. Cody needs to communicate with a child. He's so busy. He delegates to the mom. The mom will delegate to the children. And that's just been their flow for so long. Like even now... He's almost like stuck like, oh, no, I'm just I'm just used to like telling your mom and then your mom tells you that's that's the way it works here. It's like, dude, forget about all that. Just fucking talk to your kids. Well, spoiler, that doesn't really apply anymore if you're not married to the person like and everyone's an adult. Like if you're all adults and you're not in a relationship with that person, you need to figure it out. It's amazing how long Janelle stood in this argument because. At some point, you could just end it and say, you know what? I'm not talking about this. Contact your own children. Like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Like, I'm done. Cody says, you're not representing me well. I don't need to. You can represent yourself. She says, well, then you call them. He says, the phone goes both ways. And I have been available to talk. But look at that wording. Yes, available to talk. But you have not called them. 
COVID says this is on Janelle because she didn't respect his stance on the COVID rules. And I hate that we're still talking about that because this is a million times more. Like we're beyond that. It's funny. You can tell Janelle wanted to, she really wanted to get past this. And she mentions like, dude, it's way more than just the COVID rules. Mm -hmm. And she tries to mention that, but he can't get away from that because eventually the kids blame Bravin for obvious reasons. And then, so Janelle's thinking, well, I guess I need to talk about the COVID rules because he can't get away from it. Yeah. And she doubles down and saying, you didn't give us the rules. And then he mentions like, oh, the rules are nothing. We were already talking about the rules. I'm like, what is crap? It's like, what is it, dude? Do we have these extra rules or not? And we saw that he didn't provide these rules in writing paper, whatever it was until so much later. Like our joke last season or the season before, whenever that was, we're so behind was like him and Robin were like typing these up on the way over. Like they had no set rules. They were just constantly changing and blaming. They're using the rules as a way to separate themselves from the family. Mm -hmm. Janelle says that she now sees that he is accusing her of exactly what he accused Christine of. And isn't that amazing? He couldn't even come up with a new storyline for a new wife, recycling the same one. Honestly speaking, it is a bummer that Mary was, well, the whole catfishing thing, but I I, I wish, well, not that I wish, but we would have most likely seen Mary get this treatment if that never happened. Oh, she would have been the first. She would have been the first. Yep. That would have been Christine. And oh, would, would she be the first or would it be Christine, then Mary, then Janelle? Like, for sure it would have happened to all of them, but I am curious about the order because I he's think, always really struggled with Christine. I think it would have been Mary first because it would have just hit a lot harder given that if this catfishing thing never happened, her mindset would be, why are you treating me like this when in my mind I've done nothing wrong? I think it would hit even harder. Whereas now it's kind of like, yeah, I like I disappointed you and I did a, you know, I did a wrong thing. So I'm sort of trying to make amends or make up for that. So she's, you know, I think pushing more than if you came from a point of like I've done nothing wrong and you're pushing me away like that hurts versus yeah, I did something wrong, so you're kind of mad at me and now I'm trying to like yeah. You know, when you back. Side note, I wish the catfish was real and I stand by that. Man, I know it's not right. We had this alternate idea and I don't know if someone from the community had brought it up again. And I know Cody would never buy into this, but I think it would have been really fascinating if Cody had divorced Mary and Mary and Robin got married. Oh, I know. We were talking about that for like the sake of adopting the children. From their religion, it just wouldn't happen. You're right. Yes, that wouldn't happen. I just don't even feel like we had to do a divorce, adoption, anything. We didn't have to do anything. I feel like based on what they were doing and the leverage that they were trying to have, they could have just had the biological father give up parental rights to Robin. It Mm. did not have to be Robin and Cody. No, I think for Cody, his, you know, his manhood slash ego, I think those kids had to have some type of connection to him. They didn't for all those years. No, no. I mean, but in this way, they are legally my children. In his world, yes, he needed that. But in the real world, it didn't need to be that. I agree. At this point in the argument in the apartment, we do hear the first of many gaslit accusations. Someone's gaslighting someone. Someone would plan to use the term. Someone 
You're gaslighting me. No, you're gaslighting me. No, I'm being gaslit. <laughs> but Janelle legit is being gaslit. Like legit. She is being so gaslit and trying to be convinced of like things that didn't happen or things that Cody said and he swears he didn't say. Honestly, this conversation, I feel like I lost track of what gaslit means. <laughs> like it was too much. It was way too much. I also like that we get confirmation that Janelle watched the last season. I think the community might not be the only people doing rewatches. I know. I I think so. I think some people in the family Janelle, might be. Janelle came with receipts. She would not have known about that comment unless she watched a show or someone showed her at least that portion of Cody calling her the Teflon queen. Also, what a weird thing to call someone as well. Just that, thinking about that, that now. Some of their statements are just things that I have never heard. No. Before this show, I had never heard about Teflon Queen. Circle the donkey. Yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> like, there's so many. I could go on and on. Speaking of sayings, we bring up a bridge again and a torch again and fire. And I was like, wow, we have been talking about this bridge for like four seasons now. I'm over it. Let the bridge fall. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm not even at the bridge. Like, I'm like already walking back to town. Yeah, we're I'm, fine. I, I'm good. <laughs> Janelle found a man on the other side and they're living their best lives. Like we're done with the bridge. All of a sudden we're back talking about COVID rules. The boys, Janelle not following. Janelle saying she's followed the CDC guidelines. All your stuff was extra. I think it bugs Cody when she says that. Like, because realistically she's saying you have some dumbass rules. I followed the official rules. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the hell you were doing, <laughs> but I was good. I wish. And, Man, some moments she left some things out. I know. Because she could have gone in. She's like, guess what? You followed your stupid rules and your ass still got COVID. Mm. Why? Because you have a fucking nanny going in and out. Because you're going around. So you're blaming my kids for going in and out, having a social life. Your nanny does the same thing. Also, the kids eventually went back to school. Last season, we saw Saul and Ari going back to school. What are you talking about? You're making kids still test before they come to your house, but your kids go to public school. Stop it. I hope because we can already tell from this season. And mind you, you told me that they're covering a, a large span of time. One year is the what Mary said. I get it. COVID, real deal, no joke. But at some point, I'm really waiting for them to be over COVID and just I know. either I talk about their real family issues we need to stop talking about it. I agree and move on because they're so like we're beyond that. Not you. Yes. In timeline as well, but in all facets of everything that's happening beyond it. One of my favorite parts in this argument, Janelle put it out there. She said, you and Robin are the paragon of honesty and perfection. But again, she says that statement. I really wish. And she could be referring to the nanny, right? But I wish she said what she's thinking. What are you referring to when you say this? The double standard. I mean, of course, you got to read between the lines for that one. Right. But yeah. Right. I mean, we're forced to read between the lines, but mm -hmm. I want her to say it. She has so much ammo. So much in specific examples. I just don't think Cody's ever going to recover from how can you go to your friend, friend, not family member, Friend's wedding in Texas, different state. I don't care how, you know, how far, different state. I don't think Cody can recover from this because 
How can you go to a friend's, not a family member, a friend's wedding in another state and you couldn't go to your daughter's surgery? Mm-hmm. And they're almost talking out of their ass because Robin says, oh, Cody can't be away from my kid for however, you know, two, more than two days. Okay, but he went to another state for a wedding. Which the it, drive alone was two days. It, it, could have been the same time difference you fly the day before you're there the day of the surgery heck as long as she wakes up and you wish her the best you fly back that night I, you know yeah. it's just excuses that don't make sense and actions that are really putting you in a bad light and the fact that in this sit down you're attacking janelle for these just realistically things that you can talk to your children directly to you are directing the blame at her. Like, who cares if she does talk shit about you? Maybe if you had any kind of relationship with your kids, you could defend yourself or back mm-hmm. that up and say, hey, you know, your mom's not being totally honest. Like, it didn't happen like that. But you don't talk to your kids, so you can't even, you can't even get to that point. And not even that. If he had a good or decent, if he could speak to his children even, it's not even as defending like they would go oh well i'll take that with a grain of salt because you know i have a decent relationship with him or you know he's been there for me in my mind if your children have almost unanimously (laughs) formed an opinion about you one yes it could be true but two they might have seen so many actions that confirm their beliefs over and Mm. over and over they might be thinking I mean, that's just who my dad is. Like he's a, he's a POS. Like I'm, I'm good. In the conversation with Janelle and Cody, they're still playing the blame game. Well, Cody is Janelle's just attempting to slightly defend herself. And Cody brings up that he's so disgusted that the kids blamed Robin, even though she was the one to blame and Cody, but when we pass that, Janelle brings up the fact that Cody has been gone for four to five months. And yeah, the kids got angry during that time. Is that the point when Garrison called and said, yo, can can we like have our dad back? I think that's when it was. Yeah. And yeah, can they? Apparently not. The, the fact that Cody then mentions that that's an exaggeration and a lie. Well, that's easy to say, but I need you to come with the receipt or come with a comeback and say, I was gone for two months, but he, he can't even say the real time frame because one, he doesn't know. And two, no matter what he says, you know, in his mind, he's like, well, no matter what I say, I'm look like a villain. I'm like, well, no, because no matter what you say, it's going to be bad. And you don't, yeah, you don't bring up any justification or any sort of like, no, actually I was there for this birthday, which was at this date or something, you know, if it's anything more than four or five days for this quote unquote rotations, you're already way past the rotation time. Yes. So no matter what you said, you are in the wrong. Okay, it wasn't four to five months. Okay, sorry, it was three. I mean, that's that's pretty. That's, that's pretty fucking bad, dude. Yeah. Three months, a whole a whole season. Mm-hmm. He really pulled a Robin here and was like, "That's a lie." <laughs> what we? What do you mean? We have all the receipts of this. I wish Chanel did some troll. Like, I don't know. Like, I have a. I have a ring cam and uh, I didn't see you on it for like four months. <laughs> Do you want to watch watch the footage? I'll bring it up right now. Janelle brings up Cody's manipulation. He calmly says, tell me how I'm manipulating. Cody proceeds to point at me on my couch in my soul and say, 
tell the whole world, tell the whole world how I'm manipulating while pointing and screaming at me. Now I'm brought into this. Now I got to argue with him. It is always creepy when folks on a show look directly in a camera. It really throws you off. Really aggressively with pointing, sir, get out of my house. A couple things here. Again, kind of going back to what I said, I think Cody is not starting to crack. He's cracking. It's actively happening. We're seeing it. And I don't want to call it corny, but I think the family's (laughs) just not used to arguing at this level. No, they all agree that they push stuff under the rug. They don't actually like air it. Because, I mean, some of the ways he reacts, there was one statement where Janelle literally just says, wow. She it was ne- right after she's this. Yeah. Never seen this man act like this. And dare I say, it was on the childish front. Yes. So that happened right after he said, Tell the world, tell the world, while he is just like leaning further and further in, putting his finger in her face. That alone, like, you can't try to physically intimidate me. Like, that's so, like, he is crossing so many lines. You should not speak this way you should not have your body language this way with like anyone especially your partner like it's just so disrespectful my favorite is at the end when he says tell the world and then go hang out with your buddy christine she is living rent free in this man's mind no one is talking about christine except him you know what's interesting janelle at one point brings up robin in this whole argument Okay, she can't bring up Robin, but why did you just bring up Christine? Yeah, when no one we was talking. We weren't talking about her. <laughs> yeah, at all. This had nothing to do with Christine. Janelle brings up that Cody is making this all about other problems versus what they really need to talk about. And right over her, not letting her finish her thought, not letting her finish even the sentence, he said, I did not, I did not, I did not. And that's when she goes, wow. Like... You are a child. This is going nowhere. There's no reason for this. It would have been neat for her to end it right there mm-hmm. to catch Cody in this just childish action. Yeah. When I'm trying to work things out with you, this is how you respond. Like actually finally having the conversation, even if it's heated, it's finally being said. It must be interesting to know that. You already have a rough relationship with your children and you know this is going to be aired and Mm -hmm. you still decide to have this type of argument with your wife. Yeah. If you were Janelle's child, you already had some type of opinion about your dad. This is not helping at all. This is making it worse. The fact that you watch your dad talk to your mom like that. And again, the thing is, We don't know if this is the first time. I don't think so. This is just when we get to see Mm -hmm. it. I hope and pray that Savannah was not in this apartment. I feel so bad that Janelle had to experience this. I don't want any of the children to experience this. I heard, and I cannot remember if it was Gwen's Patreon or McKelty's, excuse me, but Janelle has asked all the kids to not watch this. Oh, fascinating. And I respect that. Because even even in this mess, she still doesn't want them to view their father differently by this one scene. See, I don't think that's right. Because was that the first time? 
Was it not the first time? I don't think it was the first time, but I think they're like, just don't, you don't need to form more opinions based on this. That's just my assumption. Because Cody keeps spiraling and we're talking about COVID and the boys and then respect and Teflon Queen and we're just throwing everything out now. He now brings up, have you ever been a team with me? Have you ever tried to co-parent with me? You co-parent with Christine. Why? And she simply says, you were never available. And that is the absolute truth. And he tries to say, like, I was there. Like, I'm here. I'm like, dude, we just saw Robin say that you aren't available Mm -hmm. and she needed childcare. And that's the favorite wife. That's the favorite (laughs) wife. So what is it like to all the other wives with more children? Yes. And then imagine... Before the show, things were so tight monetarily wise. If people are still into Cody and Robin, just look at the evidence that was just presented in this episode. Mm-hmm. Also, all the kids are adults now. You don't need a co-parent. You need to form your relationship with those adult children. Cody says that's the excuse that every polygamous woman makes. Is it everyone else or is it uh, the head of the household? I'll let you decide. I mean, in some ways, that's the, I mean, that's the nature of relationships. You have a bond. Everyone needs a certain amount of time. You can't give them or won't give them a certain amount of time. Well, okay, that's going to not go well and eventually lead to separation or divorce. Mm -hmm. That's how relationships work. Janelle follows that up with, That's wild to me because Robin is so perfect. Cody says, you're jealous. When did I ever say she was perfect? And to me, he doesn't have to say it. His actions, everything points to not only favoritism, but that's who you give your time Uh, to. Again, love Janelle here. I think she did a great job. She stood her ground, all that good stuff. But again, leaving leaving some behind because she could mention... Yes, I'm jealous. I'm jealous with how much time you spend with her. I'm jealous how you pick her first. I'm jealous of how good you are with her children. Yes. Like, yeah, Yeah. I'm jealous of her. Like, be honest. I agree. Cody says, you have cheated me out of my contact with my family. Which, like, I always forget that Flagstaff is like this dead zone where, like, cell phones don't work, landlines don't work, text messages, internet, email, just nothing. I always forget that. Yeah, that statement was just ridiculous because just in the world we live in, it's, well, this is a great representation of how easy it is to contact someone, but also the lack of contact we do have with people that we supposedly love. Yeah, I mean, Cody always makes time for those he wants to. We see it with his friends, his man time, with Robin, with the kids getting ears pierced. He doesn't want to make the time. Yeah, there's that saying that you'll make time for what's important to you. And from the evidence, the actions, Cody's not making that time for his kids with other wives. So much so that they are all in the same city he lives in and he won't go visit them. Nope. Cody interrupts Janelle for the hundredth time, and that was it. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. That is where everything devolved finally. She said, shut your effing mouth and let me talk to you for a minute. He says, no, 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 and gets up because he is so insulted. 
Cody gets more hot water, which cracked me up. <laughs> just leave, sir. You go get hot water. Robin's I think, house. <laughs> again, he just he didn't know how to react. So he just went back to comfort zone. My hot water. <laughs> I guess so. Right. What did, did a woman just talk back to me? No, no, no. no. Hot so, water. It's funny that sometimes we get comments or DMs that say, hey, I love your show, but you guys cuss a lot or you say fuck a lot. (laughs) But it's really funny now that, you know, what I always call them, the cast members are saying fuck. And like, (laughs) it's funny to me. I guess we need a bleep out button. That would make it better. That would be funny. No, we couldn't. We don't have that responsibility. We can't do that. She tells him not to point his finger at her as he somehow points his finger more aggressively. I do love that at this point, she says that as she's pointing the finger at him. It's I like appreciate it's, it. It's the, the tip for tad thing. It's like, it's too much now. We're, it, we're well past like... <laughs> we're not being civil anymore. No, we're, <laughs> fingers are out. <laughs> Cody says, I've been here in and out all these years without your support while you decide what you're doing without consulting me. Sir, you were never around. She had to be the head of her household. Just like Christine said, I had to be the, he- the head of my household. It's funny. They mentioned this. I don't remember because I'm so confused now with all timelines. If like it was like earlier seasons or later seasons where they mention we can't wait for Cody to be available to make a decision. Like mm-hmm. he's just he's either too busy or he's not around. Like we just need to go. There's way too many things going on in this family to wait for him. And that's precisely why they were as successful as they were for as long as they were. If they just sat around waiting for Cody for every little thing, nothing would get done. No. No, I totally agree. Cody says he's done listening. Janelle says, you're not listening to me. And he says, well, I'm not going to. And slams the door like a mature adult he is. I hated seeing Janelle crying in the direct aftermath. It was so sad because we don't see her cry. She simply said, what happens to me? And that's so sad. A a few things. So apparently it took Janelle about 30 minutes (laughs) to, I made a joke like, man, 30 years for 30 minutes. (laughs) That's right. I was like, Cody got 30 minutes in Janelle's head and she said, come get your shit. Yep, that's it. We're, We're done. Come pick it up. Don't care where you go. At this point, I mean, the way they operate, if someone says, come get your shit, like it's over. You're yeah, not recovering it. from that. We're not playing nice anymore. It's not seeing how it ends up. Like she has decided at this moment, this is how it's going to be. But then we get into this interesting, it's almost like this, this breakdown of your life and analyzing everything you've done, every decision you've gone through. Mm-hmm. And Janelle's coming to the point where she's thinking, I think I've messed up. Like, I think I've, I'm a smart person, but I've made some really bad decisions. And I, I, I was thinking about this because in some ways, okay, they had this family pot and they split things and they helped each other. And realistically, Janelle was the only one working. So besides TV money, Cody made some money and then Janelle made money. So mm-hmm. they're the ones contributing the most to this family pot, but they're all dividing it. Yeah. Which again, it's like the whole equality thing. But then anyway, but in the past, they've helped Robin pay for multiple houses. Not only the house in Vegas, but the house in Flagstaff. 
All of her debt. All of her debt. So there's all these things that the other wives didn't get, which in a way you can think about it as that's also assets they're missing out on that Robin's not missing out on. And so there comes a point where she's thinking, I don't have a house. I have an apartment. I have a trailer. Okay. Yes. I have a trailer that was like 80,000, but I mean, that's losing money just the longer you go, right? It's just losing money. Mm -hmm. I have a plot of land, which I thought I kind of throw that out the door because they all have a plot of land. So to me, that's, that's really like nothing. They all have a plot of land. But she could sell it. But the problem is it's in her and Cody's name. So I don't know how that all works. Well, if Cody had any decency, well, I don't think he would be okay with her selling it if it wasn't to them. Because why would you want some random person on your property? I agree. So I think Cody would have to buy it from her. Yeah. That's one. But then if I look at Robin's standpoint... And I hate to say Robin because realistically it is Robin and Cody. They have the most land in Flagstaff. They have now a million dollar home. Mm -hmm. They have apparently more than $20,000 worth of paintings. A I'm sure gang it's, of cars. I'm sure it's way more than that. Oh, yeah. Because that was a section. Way We're more. not even I'm talking sure about whatever in the rooms, the halls, the living room, the dining room, all those tchotchkes. We have two convertible Lexuses for some reason <laughs> in a winter city a truck like four suvs robin's van like there's two, a lot i think they have two trailers in there at least at least two trailers on their property like they i don't know lot. how many guns or weapons cody has because he you know he's also a, a reseller so mm -hmm. like he needs to collect guns to sell guns there's also like some about there's well the way guns are there's a lot of value in that so the fact that he says janelle has equal assets as all of us it's just, I don't buy that at all. It's unless, completely false. Unless Janelle just has a boatload of money in savings, which the way she was talking about this seemed like she had nothing. No, she pulled out her 401k to buy the house in Lehigh. So no, she does not have much and it's not fair. And she's not being taken care of by this person that said that he wants to be head of the household and hold that responsibility. Janelle says that she knows that Cody can't walk away from a wife because it's bad on him if he leaves a wife high and dry. So he just ignores that person. He wants you to say it's over because then he doesn't have the responsibility of being the person that left. He becomes a victim. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? It's like, ah, oh, she left me. I did all I could, but you know, she gave up. So question in a two victim household, <laughs> two people that always like to play the victim. Sure. Do they talk about their storylines and how they're both the victim or do they just keep it to themselves and bring it up at separate times? Because both Cody and Robin love to play the storyline. I think the fact that their relationship works, they must just boost each other up. They feed their victimhood, right? For sure. You know, if everyone else is having the same problem with you, maybe it's you and not them. It is fascinating that he... He can't come to that realization. It just no, won't happen. Him and Robin, they just feed I mean, they, into they preview it. it a little bit when the scene we've already seen where he's like, maybe I should be the devil. I think I am I'm like, well, do you think you are? Because you should because you are. You could just not. You know, you could turn this around if you wanted to, but you're choosing to dig yourself in deeper. I did love hearing that Christine and Janelle will continue the holiday traditions. I thought that was so sweet. That's what makes the holidays, at least for me. All of our little traditions, all the family stuff. It is, 
sure, gifts and everything are fun, but it's like the baking, the getting the Christmas tree, the, you know, helping the parents with their tree. Like, it's all of that. We see Cody and Robin arrive at Mary's house, and this is supposed to be just like a little bit after the argument. I don't know if Cody and Robin are still trying to sell us the fact that they don't live together full time and... Like, Robin was so far behind Cody. I'm like, are you trying to sell that you arrived separately? Yeah, because saying, I'm not buying it. Why are you it. walking 20 paces in front of your wife? Also, irrationally annoyed, completely irrational, that Robin never fully zips up or buttons her jacket. If you've noticed this episode and the episode when she was talking to Mary outside of her house, she only buttons like the middle button and it drives me crazy because the zipper is just flailing about. Uh, there's a few things going on here. When you don't they, want to talk about the zipper? Nah. <laughs> when they when they sit down, Cody sits down, Mary's sitting down, and then again, it's like they're putting on this facade that everyone's equal or they're not living together <laughs> because Robin, for some reason, decides to just stay standing versus sitting next to her husband who she just arrived with in the same car. <laughs> like, what is going on with this the feng shui is off, man. The energy was more awkward because she was standing in the middle of them than if she would have just sat down. The way to do it is really to just sit next to Mary. But instead, she made it way worse by just standing in the middle. Also, props to Mary, who yep. didn't let them in. Yep. Good for her. But was kind enough to make them a fire. Yeah, we joke about this where they just won't let Mary in, whether it's because of COVID or because of hoarder house or whatever it is, but it's almost like Mary's giving it back to him. She's like, okay, you don't let me in <laughs> your house. I'm not letting you in my house. She's, she's waking up. So I'm here for it. Cody says that things were really bad with Janelle, that they yelled at each other. When Robin acts so surprised and asks what they yelled about, Cody said he doesn't remember. Oh, it wasn't even that. She said, oh, oh, you you guys yelled at each other? Yeah. I'm like, Robin, you just talked about this in the <laughs> fucking car. But she, gotta, she has to keep those storylines up. She says, that's scary. What does that mean? She says it twice in this episode. She said it in a previous episode when she says that's scary. Being just, in any kind of moment with any kind of confrontation. That, yes. Can't handle it. Mary specifically asked Cody if he reached out to the boys. And he said, yes, he has basically contacted everyone. Again, pulling another Robin saying, basically. Cody rambles on about being the victim, says that everyone's talking about him, that everyone's against him. And Mary brings up the fact that Janelle said that she did not want to be the in-between. And Cody is now saying he wishes she would be. But didn't he just scream at her for like 20 minutes about all of that? How said, she has to be the go between. You have to fix it. Did you not correct it? Yeah. You're affecting our relationship. Oh, but now the victim, you know, he really just wishes she wouldn't speak on behalf of him. We then proceed to see Cody heating up his bum, which yep. was, I, why? Why is this man so cold? It could be a... Uh... Like you. Is he anemic? Yeah, anemic. <laughs> <laughs> Join the club. We are always cold. <laughs> Cody says that Janelle is colluding with the kids, and Mary, thankfully, is not buying it and simply says, you really think she's colluding with them? That's when Mary couldn't take it. She's like, that's a little much. Yeah, exactly. 
We see a flashback of the Christmas jammies with Mary, which I loved. What a cute tradition. Exhausting. So labor intensive, but cute. Mary asks Cody and Robin, should I invite Janelle and them or do I not? Robin immediately shoots a look at Cody, which I thought was very interesting. And Cody asks how she wants to do Christmas. I really read that as Robin wanting to see Cody's reaction to the question. I took it as you better say no. (laughs) I think the question was a bit dumb to ask because if she invites Janelle and the kids, well, Cody and Robin aren't going. Mm -hmm. So really the question should be, it seems kind of pointless because it's just not going to happen. So do you want Cody and Robin to be there? Do you want Janelle and the kids to be there? Yeah. Like, don't. Could it potentially be the perfect in-between? Or is that just wishful thinking? No, because the energy is just going to be thick and just, it's just, it just wouldn't be good. They they haven't, they haven't worked anything out. Mm -hmm. So you're just going to be putting, you're going to be putting Janelle and Cody in this, in the same space when they just had this type of argument, working nothing out. Not good. Yeah. If the kids got wind of how he talked to their mom and they're just in the same, just not good. Like I can't, I just can't see any of that being good. Yeah. And I wonder when Cody and them were like, mm, doesn't sound like such a good idea. I'm like, yeah, because some of your boys are going to want to kick your ass <laughs> the way you talk to their mom. Exactly. That's why it's not a good idea. In this section, did you catch Robin's little evil laugh? <laughs> Mary talks about how she feels stuck in the middle. She asks, do I invite them over while everyone is at odds? And Robin says, again, that sounds scary. Mary says that she's not in the married club. She's not in the friend club. If I go to Cody and Robin's for Christmas, I go to Cody and Robin's. If they come to my house, they come to Mary's house, not Mary and Cody's house. Do you see the difference? And I feel so bad for her. Bad and good. Bad because it is a sad situation. Good because she's finally waking up. And again, now seeing or saying what we've all been saying for the longest time. I really wish that Mary, Janelle, and Christine were in a better place. I do as well, but they have so many years with Mary that they've, ne- they've never had that kind of relationship. I know, but I, it's wishful thinking. I just want them to be like living their best lives have brunch every now and then, hang out, see all the kiddos together. Who who knows? Maybe as sister wives, it wasn't meant to be, and they could just be friends after Mm -hmm. the fact, meet up at Disneyland or Disney World or something. I don't know. Yeah, they all like it. Yeah, I mean, that would be interesting. It would be very telling, again, against Cody and Robin. (laughs) I think Mary was quite problematic back in the day, but I also think that she has made a lot of progress. She is she is like a very different person, I feel like. And so I think there's a tiny bit of hope now, maybe, See, possibly. I want to feel for Mary, but it is a little telling just because we don't know all the details that Leon and Audrey also just aren't joining them. Either they're going to Audrey's folks mm-hmm. or they've just chosen not to go to Mary's. Maybe they're having their own little I holiday hope celebration. So because if it's not that... That's also another hit of, is it something about you that people just don't want to be your friend? At least these people that are so close to you? I don't know. I just think there's so much history there and that's what's biting her in the butt with everyone. Sure. 
Robin asks Cody if he could be around everyone, and he says he would rather be with people that want to be around him. That's the thing. Like, these kids want their dad. Their dad's putting in no effort. The episode ends with Cody saying that nobody feels safe. The flames are on the bridge, and most of us are walking away from the bridge, wondering if it will hold up or burn down. Welp, Robin better pick up that torch. You got jokes. <laughs> Thanks. You got jokes. <laughs> On the next time on, we finally get to Christmas. Cody's family is so excited. So maybe Santa came, put some presents under the tree. It seems like a big reveal. I paused that scene of the kids coming up the stairs specifically to see what was around. We, of course, see all the fancy artwork. But if you look on the floor, there's shopping bags on the floor. There's a very random, almost like middle of the room shelf of photos and candles next to the very disorganized living room desk, which I would like to point out that the only reason you have a living room desk is because you have nowhere else. And I would think that their like walk-in closet or their ginormous big bedroom would have like a nook to put this in, but it doesn't. I can't knock them too much on the bags because, I mean, it's Christmas time. There's a lot of shopping going on. That is kind of what I said on Instagram and Twitter the other day. I was like, oh, don't look too much at those boxes because of the holidays. Oh, yeah. Got boxes. A lot of boxes. <laughs> a lot of boxes. Wouldn't it be funny the way they were reacting? It's like their grandma and grandpa are there or something. Oh, that would be cute. That's always, honestly a lot nicer than I was thinking. I was like, everyone got a new bike. Like, I, don't, I, don't I mean, know. It's, it's probably gifts, but I, I just have a feeling it could be people on the other side of that scene. Not. Oh my gosh. Is gifts. it Mary? That'd be funny. I mean, whatever. I it's mean, like, they were that excited when they were allowed to touch her for the first time. You remember? So maybe. Then we see Nathan, truly the star of this episode, make an appearance in next episode as well. He says Robin is in for a ride and any other wife that stays with him. And I can already see what how this is going to play out. As soon as Cody finds out that, Nick, that Nate made this comment, he's going to gaslight the crap out of him and accuse him of being a bad friend. So I'm ready for that storyline. It seems like Nate is aware of... Things Cody should be working on after going through a divorce or two doesn't really seem like he cares about fixing. No, exactly. Great episode. Great episode. Sad to see, but I like to see the wives, the moms, like really becoming themselves again and standing up for themselves. And I'm excited to see kind of where their future takes them. I would agree. It's a bit sad given that it had to be this argument between Mm -hmm. this couple, but it may have made for one of the greatest scenes in this show's history. I know it was real. That's what it was. The reality of it, how raw it was, how much of it we got, which is what I mean by lack of editing. It's almost like they were trying to move so much between the conversation, like the camera had had to like, they were zoomed in and then they had to zoom out because they were trying to catch everything with every reaction and movement Mm -hmm. it did make for really good television thank you so much for listening i hope you guys have a good week thank you to everyone that keeps joining us every week and we did have some new followers and some new listeners so thank you for joining us and i hope you have a good time thank you so much we really appreciate all the new listeners we can't do any of this without you thank you thank you thank you and we'll see you soon take care